All right, this is the Big Kid Show. I'm Mr. B, and thank you for kicking it with us, even if it's just for a little bit. With me in the treehouse today is my two good friends, Big Nick and Marcus the Weed Whacker Wizard. And today we'll be playing Top 3. Thank you, boys and girls. We welcome and appreciate your applause. All right, we're playing top three, and here are some of the general parameters. Each big kid will name and explain for you our top three choices for the chosen topic, and we'll each introduce them to you in the ever-popular 3-2-1 fashion. Mm-hmm. Gents, today's topic is top three lawn-mowing yard work albums. All right, yeah. All right, gardeners, we're covering our top three lawn-mowing albums. These are albums you can put in your super sweet Walkman, crank it up to 11, and get jacked up to knock out that pesky yard work. These are albums you might enjoy just because each track is great and you don't have to skip or fast forward, or maybe you just enjoy the chill vibe of the album, or maybe the album makes you mow your lawn like a landscaping badass. (laughs) So you know we're all fans of rock, hardcore, and heavy metal, right, gents? But today, Mm -hmm. we're picking our top three yardcore albums. Yardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's channel our inner, inner Forrest Gump and Hank Hill and dive into our top three lawn mowing yard work albums of all time. Marcus, Christ, it, Marcus, the weed whacker wizard, you won our coin toss and you lead us off first today. Good, sir. All right. At some point, I have a feeling we'll get into why I got that nickname, but we're not going to start that now. <laughs> all right, Jen. So hopefully I can start us off strong. This was insanely difficult. I don't know about you guys, but like I, man, I struggled. There was a lot of honorable mentions. We may get to a couple of them at the very end, but um, this was tough. This was tough choices. It's it's so. it's, it's wide open because you really start going back to, you know, albums you used to listen to when you actually mowed your yard. Current albums, yep. uh, you know, I could. I, it's it's pretty wide open, and it depends on what your go to was, or if there's some, one that sticks in your mind. So yes. Yeah. Well, and I think you hit it on the head because, I mean, it's not about even like, like if you like a few songs off of an album, that's not going to cut it. No. No pun mm. intended. No. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, you got to pick an album that you can literally play and not have, I mean, like there literally was times where I was like pulling out Poison Ivy. I'm not trying to touch my Walkman or my, you know, iPod after I'm yeah. ripping some Poison Ivy out. So anyway, <laughs> without further ado. So my number three, um, I, I struggled and I, I landed on this one. It's a little shorter than I, I normally would go with for this type of album because I normally pick some a little longer. But I went with a album released in 2014, self-titled by a band named Royal Blood. Ooh, buddy. So if... Anybody out there has not heard of these guys. They really, really have blown up lately. Um, I actually saw them for the first time at Taft Theater in Cincinnati. And they were in like the side ballroom. They weren't even in the main part of Taft Theater. So there was a band that I was there to see with a buddy of mine. And my buddy was friends with the headliner. And these guys were opening. And I was like, well, who are, who are the guys opening? My buddy's like, well, I don't know. They're, they're going to suck probably. Though. They're, 
you know, and they're from the UK. They come out, there's only two of them, and I'm like, did half the band quit? Like, before these yeah, guys right. came on? <laughs> like, what? Where's the rest on? of your band? <laughs> yeah, what, you guys need some help? Like, you need me to come up? I can learn them real quick. What are we I in? Br- I brought my guitar. <laughs> Blues Riff and C, follow me for the changes. <laughs> so they came on, and it's literally a dude with a bass and a drummer. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, this is going to be weird. And those guys blew my mind, like completely blew my mind. So this album from beginning to end, to me, it doesn't have a single bad song on it. Um, It's very like bluesy rock. um, And then, you know, they've they've kind of blown up. I think their third album, you know, is is the newest one that's come out. But yeah, the Royal Blood, if you haven't checked them out, you can put that album on. Start, let it finish. You'll be a happy camper. Love that choice, and actually, because I know, remember when you saw them, that was super early in their career. Then we saw mm-hmm. them maybe three or four years ago at Bogarts, yep. And even that was an awesome show because there was only like a thousand people there. Yeah, and, I mean, now they're playing, you know, they're headlining arena shows. Yeah, but it was pretty awesome to see them in. Like, I mean, we were like not even near the front of the stage, and you're like, oh, I can see everything clear as day. So, yeah, and for a two man band, I mean, they jam like it's it's rock man and i i remember seeing them also at bunbury they played on one of the side stages before 21 pilots and like they were as good as 21 pilots if not better i mean they were unbelievable they're an unbelievable live band um one interesting thing that i didn't realize until i did a little bit of research for this was the japanese edition of their album so the album's only got 10 tracks on it um the big ones are like out of the black figure it out little monster those are like their popular ones the yep. singles off of that the japanese one version had three additional songs and the first song whole is a b-side that i'd heard that's like almost better than a lot of the Whoa, songs on the I, album why, how come you're just telling me this now i, I just found out like recently so <laughs> I, it kind of blows my mind and there's two other songs that i don't even think i've ever heard of them so i gotta go track those songs down you want me and love and leave it alone so i don't know if those were like scratch tracks that never made the album but see that's why the big kids were in the lab we're doing research we're finding japanese rare release albums (laughs) for you for you guys for you guys we do it for you because we love you (laughs) that's what i got royal blood check it out get some yard work done you'll thank me later oh i love it and you know what i can already see your yard looking pretty sweet after listening to that album fantastic nice Mark, I think you absolutely nailed it. One of the key components here that we're looking for, that I was looking for, is the ability to not want to stop or hit next on on the old dial, right? That's what separates these albums from the rest of them. You're able to put your device right in your pocket, your headphones on, and just go to town getting work done. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic here today, guys. And and we're the right group to do so because sitting here looking around the room, I can see the two of us have green thumbs and one has a brown thumb. And this is, (laughs) we are probably experts when it comes to uh, yard work and lawn mowing <laughs> albums but yeah you nailed it uh for my number three and and look i do want to throw this out there right now and just get this out of the way i picked three great albums in my opinion however these albums wouldn't even make it in like my top 20 
albums. Yeah, exactly. That's what's interesting about this topic. Yeah, for sure. But my number three is a great album. And this was a band that Mr. B turned me on to. And I'm talking about the 2016 album by 12 Foot Ninja titled Outlier. (laughs) Yeah. That is, it's a great yard. Look, I need a little, I need a little pep in my step. I need a little something to give me a little energy, a little mojo when I'm out there. You know, I don't want to be the guy with the brown thumb. I want to be the guy with the green thumb. And so when I'm out there doing the yard work, I need something that's got a little edge to it. And this, this album's got a lot of edge. It's every single song is good. So that's part of the criteria here. My only, the only issue I take with this album is that it's a little on the shorter side. Yeah, it's like only like, it's not even 40 minutes, I think. It's like 35 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes. So uh, it could be a little longer, but every song is fantastic. It's really hard. Oxygen's probably my favorite song on there. Such a jam. But uh, yeah, this is is an album and a band that Mr. B turned me on to, and I'm really glad that you did because it's in constant rotation when I'm out there doing yard work. And this, this is what the big kids do. So, and if... You know, uh, Marcus the Weed Whacker Wizard is the one that turned me on to 12 Foot Ninja. So we're just passing it around. We're sharing the love. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. 12 Foot Ninja is incredible. Like, yeah. I, I can't stress to people enough. Like, if you're listening to this stuff, take a note of it, write it down, put it in your Spotify list now. You'll thank us later. 12 Foot Ninja is like, it's like listening to five different bands in one album. Like, if there's a song, even for a moment, where you're like, I don't know if, whoa, what just happened? Is this the same song? Well, I and mean, they're, uh, the guitar player, uh, Stevic, I think uh, Marcus has a man crush on him. So, you know. <laughs> so, I actually, I do actually own his signature guitar. So, Stevic, hey. if you're listening, thank you for making a badass guitar, sir, because uh, I love my Shuriken Variax. It is a phenomenal instrument that uh, I'm actually looking at hanging on my wall right now. But, Big Nick, I, that is like such a clutch choice, man. I'm so happy yes. you picked that. Yes, and it's yeah. I don't even know what to say. Just listen to that album. If you if you listen to it and you're like, these guys are idiots. That's a terrible album. Then this podcast is not for you. The band <laughs> is frequently described as alternative metal, yes. and I think that fits them very nicely. Uh, in regards to this album, Heavy Magazine called the album superb saying that 12 foot ninja are truly masters of incorporating elements into heavy music that would otherwise just sound ridiculous an outlier is a shining example of heavy metal fusion done right that's a good way to put it well well played sir i would have uh, used my own words but they would not have been as good yeah well, like, they, I, I like band they good they, <laughs> they sprinkle in like uh there's like salsa and there's mm-hmm. like acoustic stuff. I mean, it's if you want something entertaining to do outside of just yeah. listening to this album, go onto YouTube and just look up 12 Foot Ninja Reaction and watch any reaction video where people watch songs and react to it and just watch the faces that people make as it goes through a song. You'll laugh your ass off. Well it's played. a lot of different flavors. A lot it's, of different flavors. And it's something that... Neapolitan. Uh, like I've actually watched some of their uh, clips when they're in like a... Uh, uh, radio studios and like every person in the band is equally talented. Like the drummer plays acoustic guitar and the, the backup acoustic guitar player might even be better than the lead car. I mean, they're, they're all super talented. So it's great pick. And you know what, Nick, your yard's looking great already, buddy. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. Trimming the hedges. Yes. All right. So for my number three, and so 
<laughs> I'm with you, Mark. It was very tricky to uh, to narrow this down, but I couldn't go back to. I kept going back to twelve and thirteen and fourteen year old Brian being forced to mow the yard. So oh, those slave are, slave labor. Yeah. So those those are the albums. I, I I couldn't get them out of my head, and I I even went to the. You know, you guys remember the tape Walkman? You remember the yellow one with the little clip oh, on yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's what I went to is when I had cassette tapes. And even the CDs, you remember if you were trying to mow the yard and you'd bump all around and skip? Oh, yeah. So, it was like, I went to that. So, my number three pick is album released in March of 95, Frog Stomp by the Australian trio Silverchair. Whoa. Two Australian bands. Two Australian the bands yes. in the top three. Look at that. Crikey. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's one that when it came out, I remember I even, I bought the tape first because I think I didn't even have a CD player. If I did, it didn't work. And I remember I, I probably mowed 500 yards to that album. <laughs> Different yards or the same yard? Well, no, my, my dad my dad wanted a clean yard, a clean yard. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, how many neighborhoods are you... Uh... <laughs> but it's it's one that, I mean, everyone has heard their hit song, uh, um, Tomorrow. I mean, that's the one that's played on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, play it from start to finish. I don't think there's a bad song on the album, in my opinion. You know, uh, obviously I'm biased to it, but these were a band that when this was released, they were all 15 years old. That was the draw to me. Is that I was like, oh, these guys are my age. Like I think I was fourteen when it came out. So I was like, oh, if these guys can do it, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> that false hope you needed. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it was it was an album. I, I I later went on to find out that they recorded the whole album in nine days, which is pretty wow. impressive for I mean a major release album. You know, it was that's crazy. Um, but I mean, I don't even know what else to say about it. It was it was forty five minutes, and I remember, I think mowing my mom's yard. That's about how long it took. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, all I got to do is listen to this album. Yard work's done, son. Yeah, dude, that's a solid album, man. And that's still one actually. I I pulled that album up recently because they they came out with some new stuff. And obviously on Spotify, sometimes you see a band, you're like, wow, they got a new album. So I went back and listened to that one, and it's quality. That's yes. a quality album i i love that album um i actually i today i listened to it just because i was like well hey we're about to talk about this i better better bring it back into my brain and still love it listen to every single track have no complaints frog stomp silver chair oh yeah we need to convince for our own sake right for our own selfish reasons we need to convince silver chair and 12 foot ninja to team up for world tour action, I would go to Australia. Twelve for foot that. silver chair. Yeah, twelve foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously now silver chair is in their forties, uh, so you know it's a little different gig. They they might be older older than the guys in Twelve Foot Ninja. <laughs> they're still they're still rocking. I don't know. I, we're all a little salt and peppered, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, possible. Uh, you guys might be. I'm, you, know. you old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so no, we're starting off great. Our our number threes yeah. are looking. I, I want to listen to these albums right now. Let's let's hit pause and go listen to them. I don't know. Yeah, we'll be right back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus, let's boop. Let's bump it up to number two. All right, number two, stepping the game up. So um, I'm going to kick it back to. This is going back to my high school days. So um, the the 
album that I picked, this was the second album from this American rock band. And the name of this album is Science. The name of that band would be Incubus. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, it was released on September 9th, 1997, Epic Records. Um, It got certified gold. And it's it's only gold. Yeah. I mean, just a comparison would be so Frog Stomp was double platinum. Yeah, but tomorrow was a ridiculous I, I, hit off of good, that. Like, good point. Good point. They were darlings of the uh, MTV era. That's you know true. what I mean That's when true. when that came in. But um, I remember hearing a little bit of science, and I went to a show down in Lexington at a place called the Brewery. I don't even think it exists anymore. And they were opening. There was a band called Ultra Spank, who was incredible, <laughs> super underrated band as well. Check them out; they're on Spotify. But they were opening for a band called Seven Dust, and oh, yeah. I remember we went dude, down this there. Show sounds awesome, <laughs> dude! It was amazing, right. and we went down there. I'd never heard Incubus really outside of just like a little bit of snippets because I like knew they were going to be playing at the show. So we go there. We, there's like a bridge that like went over top of where like the mosh pit in the front of the stage would be. And it literally is just like a walkway, maybe like five feet wide. So we go up on the bridge. They start playing the last song off of Science, um, which is called uh, Calgon. And first, like it starts off super slow and we're all like, mm, yeah, I don't know. These guys look pretty weak. It gets whipped into a frenzy that song ends up going crazy the mosh pit explodes and we all like run as fast as we can to get down in front of the stage and they were unbelievable and that was 98 so it was right after science came out they were not popular this is well before they you know hit oh, yeah. their stardom but that album science um i mean like there's so many songs but the first three, Redefine, Vitamin, New Skin. It had a certain shade of green on it. Um, Deep Inside, which is like a... It's like funk and jazz. There was a, the Rolling Stone. It said they linked funk metal to rap metal. I, I didn't really hear the rap metal, but it definitely had like jazz, hip-hop, some techno, funk, metal. It, it was like everything blended together. It's a little 12-foot ninja in that regard, um, but not a bad song on that entire album. Yes, that's an amazing choice. And I saw those guys also at Bogarts when they were doing like the Snowcore tour yep, um, with, uh, with System of a Down, which you we were there. We didn't even know each other. but I know. How crazy is that? <laughs> Clearly, we knew uh, good music. So Yep, absolutely. I, I love that album. So, <laughs> man, I got, I got to go back and listen to all these albums. <laughs> Getting a list. Another solid pick. Not that I didn't expect to hear nothing but solid picks here, but a fantastic pick (laughs) for my number two. I went a little bit of a different way with, with my number two here. So there is works for number two who works for number two. (laughs) So part of the yard work experience for me, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes, especially when you have a day where you have like more crap to do out in the yard than just mow the lawn, right? There's days that you have other things you need to do. Maybe maybe it's edging. Maybe it's mulching. Maybe you're uh, really getting after it one day and going to beautify the neighborhood by beautifying your Get own yard. yard. Give it a little curb appeal, right? So... <laughs> 
there's a part of the experience on those days. And this is my favorite part of the yard work experience on those days. It's when the work is done and the sun is starting to set and you're still standing out there. Maybe you've taken a shower. You're in your flip flops. You got the garage door open. You got the grill going something good on the grill. You got cold beers in the fridge, one in your hand, maybe two, maybe you're double fisted. It's (laughs) been a really tough day. Sounds like a good day. And you're cranking up some tunes and that moment comes over you where you just look out across your yard and you gaze at the work that you've completed and you just enjoy. And it's the the spoils of war, right? At the end of that day. So I pick, uh, this is one of my favorite albums to listen to in that moment at the end of the day, after the work is done and sitting back and cheering on myself and celebrating uh, the the work is done. So I went with 1998 uh, album release. This is the Essential Leonard Skinnerd, and this is a double disc oh. compilation from the band's peak days, which would have been the classic lineup uh, of Leonard Skinnerd from 1971 to 1977. This album is 25 songs long, over two hours long. So let the beer flow, my friends, and sit back <laughs> and enjoy your enjoys. So you're sitting out there for a while after yeah. you finish your yard work. <laughs> I'm getting crunked after all. After yeah. and let's say I'm, I'm probably done sunburned. six hours. Yeah, six hours or seven hours of yard work. Oh, oh it's, man. it's it's Holy grilling crap. time and it's beer yeah. drinking time. And Nick is a uh, getting on that yard. And don't talk to Big Nick because he's got the tunes cranked up and he ain't want to hear what you got to say. Nick's getting ready for the home and garden photo shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His house made top three at Greatest Yards. Yeah, right. I'm, ins- I'm installing a moat. He's like, I'd like to thank Leonard Skinner for motivating me to get this yard whipped into shape. Oh, and, and, you, and you're right. Like, Leonard Skinner just has so many hits. And the essential one, I'm sure, is just like, well, let's just put them all in one album. So you're just like, boom, hit play, 25 songs, yard looks good. Grill smells tasty. Hey, this beer is delicious. Not yeah, it's good. got rocking songs. It's got uh, you know some a bunch of acoustic songs. It's got every kind of mood that you can think of uh, spread out through those twenty five songs. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Oh man, this these this list is just getting greater by the minute. All right, so let me. I'll round out our number twos, and I'm going to go with an album again. I could not get away from. Young Brian having to mow the yard, <laughs> so I couldn't. I couldn't like get at newer albums. I kept going back to these. So the theme I mean, is strong. Yeah, this album came out in September of '92. Dirt by Alice in Chains. Ho 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 ho! Yard work is yes. in the title. Dirt, right? I mean, you almost have to pick it, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that point. was their first album. Their second album was called Mulch. Yeah, it, not not as good, but not as you know. good. So this one, and, and it's I listened to this one literally like a week ago. Every song in a row, I love. I can't yeah, complain. Great album. Yes, and it's. I mean, obviously, it's got the couple hits that most people have heard on the radio: uh, Rooster, um, Angry Chair, and Them Bones. But um, like. Sleeper song that I love on there is Junkhead. Mm. It's uh, it, yeah. not necessarily a positive, upbeat song, but just a great song. I mean, it's really honest. It talks about drug use, but uh, unfortunately, multiple band members have passed away from drug use. Yeah. 
But this was an album that I literally listened to. I mean, it came out in 92, so I was 12. Yeah. And I was listening to the tape of Dirt <clears throat> while mowing the dirt. I wasn't, I, I wasn't very good at yard work, so our yard, our yard looked like crap. But I was, I was, I was certainly driving the. And and actually, my my dad could probably attest to this. Is I almost got into the music a little too much because I ran over a lot of trees he tried to plant. And <laughs> if he's listening, to, if Dad, if you're listening to this now, sorry, pops, but. Yep. I mean, at one point he like tried to plant like these twelve trees, and I think right now, you know, again twenty twenty five years later, there's two left. So <laughs> it, it tells you how good my lawn mowing skills were. But well, you were crafting them to uh, you know a sad album that uh, sometimes yard work can be a little sad, but yeah. it, it felt your pain. That dirt felt your pain. <laughs> no, dude, that's a great album, man. And those guys are so talented. Like they're one of those bands that. Like they've got a couple albums you can listen to all the way through. Yes. And um, I mean, even even with their newer stuff with the uh, the new lead singer, I went and saw them with the new lead singer, and they're still phenomenal. And Cantrell's still coming oh, in with solo yeah, stuff. I mean, these guys are so talented. Yeah, Jerry Cantrell's talented. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw even like so in ni- 2019, Rolling Stone like ranked their top grunge albums. Obviously, they were in the grunge age, and that album was ranked number six. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good. Accolades. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think if I remember right, you know, the big kid research team, uh, if it platinum four times. So, you know, Ooh. four, four million albums. That's, uh, that's not too shabby. Yeah. That's um, good. So love that album. Um, you know, it has some darkness to it, but I think my Irishness, kicks in and I'm like, oh, I want a little bit of dark darkness a little <laughs> bit, you know, a little bit of sadness while I'm also rocking out. Absolutely. Sweating your, sweating your arse off. Yeah. Solid choice, man. Very solid and, choice. And I know, I know Big Nick loves that album, too, because we, we talk about it quite frequently when uh, we're getting together. Well, and grunge is the perfect way to kind of sum up that, that sound of that album, because some songs feel very much heavy metal. Other songs f- feel a little more alternative rock. Um, they do a little bit of everything on there. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a very solid album. And not only that, I think it's got to be from that time period, probably one of the more influential albums. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. They broke, they helped break that mold in the early nineties. Yeah. They so. kind of we were jumped in there when it was them, uh, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like those, those big acts. So, well, and I think, you know, it probably is a part of that reason is probably because they came out with an album that was so solid all the way through. You know what I mean? If, if they were just a band that had one or two songs, yep. you know, and same with even like Nirvana, like they had a couple popular songs, but that whole album was pretty quality. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the quality across the board in those albums. I think that make the, made yeah. that movement really catch ground and, and get moving. Agreed, Mark. And I think I don't, and I don't know if that's just the nostalgia side, but I just feel like the albums as as a kid, I like the whole album more than I like some of the newer stuff. Yeah. And, and again, it's probably just more nostalgic. Of again, I can remember I popped that tape in. You rewound it to the beginning. You rocked out the first nine songs or seven songs. Flip the tape. Boom. Yard work's almost done. Yep. We're looking good. Looking good. Quality choice, Mister B. Thank you, sir. All right. So for the number uno, number uno pick for our man Marcus on yard work albums, let's hear it. 
All right, now the pressure's on, but I think I got a heavy hitter, guys. I think you're going to be uh, satisfied with my choice. So no pressure, no pressure. Nothing. There's not a whole lot that screams out summertime like the band that I'm going to mention, <laughs> and definitely was the case when this album dropped in 1996. That would be the American. Call them punk, call them ska, call them reggae, sublime, self-titled album is what I'm rolling with, with a ridiculous number of songs on yep. uh, <laughs> on that album. I think 17 is what, uh, what it ended up being. But you've got Garden Grove, What I Got, Wrong Way, April 29th, 1992, Santeria, Pawn Shop, Caress Me Down, Doing Time. Like, there's so many, so many jams on that album. And I feel like Sublime is like that perfect summertime band that you just listen to and you can't help but just like nod your head, right? And just go with the flow. It makes me wish I was on a beach with a beverage, but... Mm-hmm. It also instead, instead you're in Cincinnati mowing your yard. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and they, I mean, they formed back in '88. Um, yeah, yeah. They had been around for a while before that album actually finally took off. Yep. So they had 40 ounces to freedom in '92, which was another great album. Um, you know, and then they got a bunch of uh, airplay in California, and then MCA signed them, and then they had their second independent album, which was Robin the Hood. But I think Sublime was definitely the one that put them on the map. Yeah, that's, and that's the, the one that you know, the iconic one that, that what came what I got wasn't that the one that kind of got them on the airplay and yeah, uh, then the music videos, and next thing you know, they're a household name. So. Yep. And I think Santeria ended up even surpassing what I oh, got in popularity. Did it, did it really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah, like if I look on Spotify now, Santeria is leaps and bounds their highest played uh, song. I mean, it's it's like insane. I mean, <laughs> well, well maybe, maybe that's why, like, to me, that's my least favorite song of theirs because I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the one that got the, uh, in the long run, got the, the most radio play, the most airplay. Uh, that had staying power, I guess you would say. Ooh. So so just for reference, as of time of recording, Santeria has four hundred and twenty-five million streams on Sublime or on a, <laughs> on Sublime on Spotify. What I got has two hundred and eighty-nine million. Oh wow, so it's doubled it. Okay. And that's are- yeah. I mean half a billion streams just on Spotify. Like that's an insane number. You know what I mean? It's like even Wrong Way and Doing Time have almost 100 million streams just with those two songs. And those weren't even like crazy. I like they're popular, but they weren't, you know, to the level. So, yeah. Yeah. That, but that, again, getting back to that record, A, there's a ton of stuff on it. There's some funny, like little shorter skit type stuff that they've got in between that makes you laugh. And every song has just like a cool, like that album just had like a nice raw feeling to it you know what i mean especially Mm -hmm. like at that point i was 15 when that album came out so i was like that's awesome like it's not like picture perfect pop type stuff it was like kind of raw and sounded kind of underground so yeah it's good stuff that is an awesome choice and yeah that album is the perfect i want to put something on that i know i mean everyone will like sublime i mean i haven't heard anyone say this is crap turn it off like yeah you know, that's because it has some rap, it has some reggae, it's got some funk, it's got some uh, 
punk, you know, it's, I mean, yep. it, and they're just, they're really well blended. And clearly, I mean, even that album, it probably still sells hundreds of thousands of records every year, even if it's just through the different platforms you talked about. So, yep. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big Nick, you look intense and ready to drop this number one on us. Well, you're right. <laughs> are we? You are right. And I do want to announce I'm not the one with the brown thumb. I will leave that for everybody else to decide. You got a one out of two chance. Right. <laughs> All right. This one, th- th- to be Tell honest with you guys, I, I feel your pain because you're right. This was a difficult top three to put together. But what was not difficult was my number one. Because I feel like this has been my favorite yard work lawn mowing album since I was a kid. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you from 1988 and Justice for All by the <laughs> one and only Metallica. That's right. And Justice for All. This is one of my favorite looking? Metallica albums, but by far and away my favorite lawn mowing yard work albums it's it's got the right amount of i mean the you need a good amount of uh drums and heavy guitar riffs when you're out there slaying the beasts that are blades of grass my friend well said sir and this album has been like i said since since i was a kid uh i probably got this album i didn't get it in 88 uh i probably got this album in 90 would be my guess 90 91 but uh it's one of those albums that if you like one song on the album, you're going to love them all. They all share a very similar sound to them and have a very similar feel. Uh, my current favorite song on this album would probably be track number three, Eye of the Beholder. Um, but well again, played, it's, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult to say that because there are so many good songs on this. Most people, if you're not familiar with this album, you will know the song One, which is one of Metallica's yes. biggest songs. Uh, if, if you haven't heard the song One, I don't know what rock you've been living under. But uh, yeah, this, this is the album that featured that great song. And it's it's nine tracks, but this is back when heavy metal liked to rock out. You know, there's a lot of seven uh, minute tracks on here, a couple nine minute long well, that, songs. Yeah, and, and Big Nick, that was when it was like, how many guitar solos you're doing? Well, we're both going to do two. <laughs> yeah. You, what do you mean? What do you mean? How many are we going to do? I didn't know there was a limit. You yeah, know, but, most yeah. most <laughs> songs have one guitar solo and these have multiples and I mean, even the title track and Justice for All is almost 10 minutes long. So it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those albums that I, I have to guess that it's it's an either you absolutely love it or you absolutely hate it kind of album. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, that's I love that album. And I honestly even remember helping you do newspapers in your garage. Oh, yeah. And I think that might have been. Like I don't not that wasn't the first time I heard it, but for some reason that sticks very clearly where we're like doing these newspaper things, getting them ready. And you know, it's like three papers. It's three thirty in the morning and we're listening to Metallica as loud as we can <laughs> clank crank it. I'm sure your neighbors are like, These guys are real assholes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that uh, one guy's got a brown thumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we just gave it away because I wasn't there. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! So, Big Nick, I have to make a confession to you. This is confessional. Oh time. no! 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 Cue don't the, say no. it. Cue the confessional music. Cue the church music. Oh man! I never owned. <sighs> They won't be able to hear that. <laughs> I never owned a Metallica album. Oh, oh. and that's it, right. hurts. it hurts. It hurts to hear. It's all right. I was never a huge Metallica fan, and oh. I think I think part of the reason for that was we, we keep it real on this show. So I just want to be real with the people that I think I heard so much Metallica on the radio, even like as a kid. That it just like burned through my soul before I could even like get to the album. I think I was just like a touch too young to catch the wave as it was riding. You know what I mean? Because in 88, I wasn't thinking anything about metal music. I was still building forts. Yeah. So you're playing with Legos and. Yeah. So I think I just, I think I missed the wave and it's, it's hilarious because like. I, I go back and I appreciate Metallica. I, I respect that they're super talented dudes. And they probably, well, they didn't probably, they absolutely influenced a lot of bands that I listen to now, especially since I, I like hard rock and metal and all that stuff. But I just was never a huge Metallica guy. But I will tell you, the, uh, the documentary they have, Some Kind of Monster, that's a hell of a documentary. That it is. And I will, I suggest, I don't like to tell people what to do. I would suggest <laughs> go back and check out the non- the songs that didn't hit the radio. I mean, the title yeah. track in Justice for All, Eye of the Beholder, uh, The Shortest Straw. Shortest I mean, Straw. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's great straw. Blackened, <laughs> Blackened, I don't think was a radio song, was it, Mr. B? It's 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 a one of the more popular songs on in Justice I mean, for All. Maybe some of the more kind of experimental radio stations, but yeah, I mean, that, gotcha. was, that was never one that you'd hear on like uh, 99.7 The Blitz or you know, WBN down here. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, crunching, galloping guitar riffs and, uh, a lot of drums. I mean, this is, this album for me, uh, really made Lars uh, like, you know, he's, he's one of the best heavy metal drummers of all time. And this album is proof of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that album and I love that pick. And uh, so, we're just, we're just going to parlay right into my number one, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to piggyback on you a little bit, Big Nick, and I'm going to go with my number one yard work lawn mowing album, Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Ooh, wow, look at you yeah. guys, back-to-back Metallica. And that's crazy that you picked that album because that was a, a close second, but the only reason why I chose Ride the Lightning over that is that was like my go-to yard mowing album when i was 12 years old okay so the album came out july 1984 it was actually their second uh released album um it's one that i mean i i literally listened to it like three days ago and i was like wow it's still awesome yeah um it it, it was before um anyone anyone that knows metallica cliff burton is still on the album which was their bass player he of course he passed away they had an accident and it was the the last album that Dave Mustaine, the now lead singer guitar player of Megadeth, was on the album. So he was on two tracks from that that he helped write. Um, 
he was actually playing on Ride the Lightning, and then there was an instrumental track at the end called The Call of Cthulhu. But that album was my yard work champion. I mean, I, th- I don't even think I ever pulled the tape out of the cassette player because I just knew, I was like, well, I got to mow. It's Friday afternoon or whatever, and just boom, knock it out. <laughs> that album is weird for me. Like, not weird that I don't like it. I love that album. But why it's weird for me is like Metallica didn't really start getting some form of popularity until really until and justice for all with, with the release of one with the MTV video of one and, but ride the lightning has some of their bigger songs on it. Like what I would dub, what I would call hit songs for whom the bell tolls, Fade to Black, Creeping ride Death, ride the, ride the Lightning. You can't go to uh, a, a Metallica show and not hear Creeping Death. That's become like the Metallica anthem. Oh, yeah. And the the cool thing for me, being a, a big Megadeth fan, uh, at the end of the day, I, I if I had to choose one, I would choose Megadeth. But um, you can hear the Dave Mustaine influence throughout the entire album, especially on the title track, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. And the, the album is very much heavy metal, but because it has that Mustaine influence from, from the early 80s, it's got a, it, the, the vocals feel almost a little punkish, right? Almost a little like LA scene punk yep. style, like 80s style. But uh, what a great album. And I, I think you and I probably rolled newspapers to that album as well, my friend. Oh, we definitely didn't. It's one that, uh, again, uh, the Big Kid Lab was doing research on this. Um, so this was their second album. So the first album that Metallica released was Kill Em All. And Cliff Burton, the bass player we talked about, is kind of like he tried to show them more music theory in this album. Right. So they're like, like, hey, like we can do different things and branch off different keys. Um, he actually wrote the intro to Fight Fire with Fire on acoustic guitar. The bass player did, which wow. I thought was awesome. Um, that's the opening track. Yeah. And it was just one that I think they, like they, of course, they released their first album they, and they expanded a little bit. Um, because again, this is still 84 when it was released. But, uh, I just love that album. I, it's, again, I, I'm probably going to listen to it when we get done recording today, fellas. We got um, a lot of listening homework. The one little fun, uh, fun fact, because I know Big Nick loves fun facts, is oh yeah, love so. Them. The one track on there called "Escape," right? Oh, great! Which was apparently was their attempt, which they call a failed attempt at writing a radio song. Oh, huh. So I'll, I'll give you a, a, how many times you guys think they played Escape live? And it, Mark, they, I'll, they, I'll, I'll let you go first, Mark. How many times live? Yeah. 200 times. Okay. Big dick. See, I, I have no clue because you say failed attempt. You think like if it is the attempt there, they would want to push it at the live shows and play it often and, and every time. Um, but uh, when you when you add the word failed in there, it's like it's they're They're kind of I mean, Lars and James are very much perfectionist. And I think it's added to that has contributed to some of the. uh the dynamics throughout the years, you know, the sometimes when the band might not be getting along so well, 
And um, so I could see if they thought something was a failure that they would that they would never uh, play it. But uh, I, I'll guess three hundred and thirty three times. Okay. Well, you, I think you guys are way off. So they released the album in eighty four. They didn't play it live for the first time until two thousand twelve. Oh wow! Wow! And they even so they they played a show. And it was the Orion Festival. Um, and they the, the festival. The idea is we're going to play the entire Ride the Lightning album. And so when they went to play Escape, they even said we never even wanted to play this song. <laughs> oh, so oh they 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 wrote it and recorded it simply as an attempt to get on the radio. And when it didn't get on the radio, they had no no desire to play it because they didn't like the song. That's what I gathered. Again, gotcha. Meta- <laughs> hardcore Metallica fans would probably know way more than I would, but. Uh, the big kid research lab brought this to me and I was just like, wow, like even if they didn't like it, you would think it would get played early on. You know how, how bands try to push their album, right? You, you thought they, and they literally, what I found is they didn't play it for 28 years until 2012. That's which just, is bizarre that's because yeah. fade to black ends up being a radio song. I don't think it was a radio song when the album came out, but once Metallica grew in popularity, fade to black was played often on well, the radio. And that, uh, it, that one makes the most sense as a radio song. Yeah. Fade to black does, but that escape, which actually I listened to escape, uh, two weeks ago and it was like, well, I can see what they were saying about it being a radio song, but yeah, you know, trapped under ice is an underrated song on the yes. ride, the lightning album. And one last little fun fact about the album. So you, uh, for whom the bell tolls, the actual bell that you yep. hear. What do you guys think Lars was banging on to create that bell sound? Oh, I, I, I knew this at one point. The big kid, know. the big kid research Keg? lab. I would have thought that that's a fair guess. That's all I got. <laughs> big big Nick just looks dumb. So I'll just I'll just hit you with the knowledge. So, so I just it, look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually an anvil that he oh, pat- cool. He hammered it with a, a metal hammer. Oh wow. And I, apparently they did it like so they recorded this album like in uh Sweden or Copenhagen, and it was like in an all concrete room, and he would just hit this thing and they even joke because it would be like Whoa. Um, That's or, crazy, and, but it created that bell sound, which you would huh. think uh, the easier thing just would be to record some bells at a church, but yeah, uh, yeah, in it wanted to do Metallica style. In 1984, hit. they're like, "No, we're going to hammer an anvil with a hammer and go wong." <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, so that's my number one, and again, it goes back to when I'm mowing the yard. All I go back is to Twelve Year Old Brian, which. I'm like, man, I got to mow this yard. All right, here we go. Ride the lightning. Time to get angsty. And I don't know if it's like, <laughs> like, because to give you a little in-depthness of Brian mowing the yard. So we had a riding mower that had some issues. <laughs> it, it, it was like riding the lightning. <laughs> yeah. So you had to, like, you know, normally your lawnmower, you put it in gear and then you, and you just go. And some of them have gas pedals, some don't. Well, this lawnmower did not have that. So you actually had to hold this thing down with your right hand like the whole time. You had to hold your hold this thing up while steering with your left hand. So I didn't have the opportunity to skip tracks. Yeah, you wouldn't even have a chance if you wanted to. Yeah. So it was just basically like I'm holding this thing up. I'm I'm steering with the left hand. That's why my left hand's so strong because I'm 
I'm, <laughs> I'm driving this thing. And I remember even thinking, I was like, lightning. I was like, should a 12 year old be riding this dangerous lawnmower that does not function correctly? And maybe not. And, and even the, uh, you know, the mowers now have the blades like sitting right underneath you. Yeah. Well, this one, the blades were in the front. <laughs> So it was even oh, weirder. So I was, which is why I was running over trees and. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised Metallica hit the top two out of three, but maybe I shouldn't be because Metallica is huge. But gentlemen, I think those were all pretty solid choices. So. Yeah, let, 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 let's let's round it back out real fast. Big well, real real quick, I want to throw a couple things in here while we're still on topic. The Metallica Ride the Lightning album, for me, when I was a kid, I thought it was one of the coolest album covers. Like, as an adult, it's it's kind of cheesy, but when it, when I was a kid, I was like, that is one of the coolest album covers. And to describe it for people that have not seen it, it's got Metallica in large letters at the top, and it's like bright, shiny silver, uh, a full, full of electricity, if you will. And then there's like lightning bolts coming off of the Metallica word going down to, you know, uh, the the electric chair that's kind of floating there in the, the dark skies. But the, the title, I guess, was taken from a passage from Stephen King's novel, The Stand. Yes. Uh, oh. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Hammond brought it up, and there's a, the line where he says the guy that's on death row, and he says he wants to ride the lightning. And, of course, quality pick uh, to pull that out of there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, no, and side note uh, – Marcus and Big Dick, if you guys are looking for a birthday or a Christmas present, I would love a Metallica Ride the Lightning t-shirt. Just Oh, those were great shirts, too. Yeah. Just throw that out there. <laughs> That's, so good. That's good. Well, let's round this out here, and then what we'll do is maybe do a couple uh, honorable mentions. I know uh, Marcus Aurelius has a few, so. Absolutely. Number three for Mark, Royal Blood, self-titled. Awesome album. Number two for Marcus, Incubus, Science. And his number one, Sublime, also self-titled. He loves self-titled albums. Love self-titled. Big Dick's number three, 12-Foot Ninja, Outlier. Oh, ow. Which I, all three of us will give, say, if you, if you had to pick one to go listen to, go listen to 12-Foot Ninja. Just have Super some fun. quality choice. Number two for Big Nick, uh, The Essential, Leonard Skinner, 1971 to 1977. You can cut 75 lawns while listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, and, and apparently it'll take you six hours. Yeah. And, and Big Nick's number one and Justice for All, Metallica. Boom. And Mr. B, number three, Silver Chair, or excuse me, Frog Stomp by Silver Chair. Frog Stomp? Dirt by Allison Chains as my number two. And my number one was Ride the Lightning, Metallica. Let's get into a couple uh, honorable mentions here before we get out of here, fellas. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll lead off with a couple. Um, Mark always has like he always has like twelve honorable mentions. A lot I do, of, yeah. I do. So uh, <laughs> buckle up, everybody. We got a few to run through here. I now, got thirty-seven I, honorable mentions. I'll run through a couple of them real quick. Super unknown by Soundgarden. Oh, um, good one. I had the Slim Shady LP from Eminem, the first album from him. Uh, Deftones, Adrenaline which is a super quality choice. And then my last honorable mention, Blackout by Method Man and Red Man came out in 99. <laughs> awesome, awesome album. Those are all quality albums. That's what I got. So I don't know if I should even say this because it could be a show topic at some point, but workout albums, Deftones, Adrenaline is 
is in my yes. top three and has remained there for since since the album came out frankly now i will only throw out one honorable mention and this is one that me look uh, bad. i see how you are well this was this was <laughs> a very close number four to my number three of 12 foot ninja but number four for me would have to be audio slave the uh Ooh. their first album yeah yep uh, I mean, it's got, oh, it's like, yeah, it's got like 14 tracks on it. It's over an hour long and, and a ton of good songs. So uh, that one was, uh, that one's very easy to just put it on, hit play and do your thing. That's, you can't go wrong with Chris Cornell. No. And then you throw a little Tom Morell in there. You're, you're living the dream. Absolutely. No, awesome. And so I only have one honorable mention and it was the debate and it was also 12 foot ninja, but it was there first album which i'm blanking on the title because the research team really jacked up my notes um, <laughs> i think we need to fire that research team. i know i mean we, what are we paying these guys because they can't even get stuff together but that's the one that has be ready i'm coming for you know silent machine thank you good uh, sir. Uh, let me fill in for our research team yeah see, you know i don't <laughs> think we should fire that that seems a little little harsh. harsh i think well, what we need is we need like a sit down a stern, we, a stern yeah, talking to a come to Jesus kind of talk yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, we'll let them take know away that, their uh, free, take away their free snacks. And all yeah. I'm, I'm but big Nick, just piggyback on you that twelve foot ninja. It's the same thing. It's an album that has super heavy metal. It's got literally songs that start off with acoustic guitar. It's got some funk. It's got some reggae. Um Good stuff. So that was my honorable mention as well. Um, Silent machine. Even Silent Machine is that's probably one of my top ten favorite songs. Yeah. Of all time, maybe. So, yeah. yeah. 12 Foot Ninja, check them out. 12 Foot Ninja, if you're listening, we just plugged you hardcore. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark loves Stevic. So, let's just, you know, it's a good deal. Yeah. We plugged you guys pretty hardcore. Make sure you send Mr. B a Ride the Lightning t shirt to thank him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want a 12 Foot Ninja t shirt. I want to ride, ride the Lightning shirt. <laughs> I'll take it to a ninja shirt. You guys got anything before we close shop? And, and uh, put, I, the, put, put the lawnmower back in the garage? The topic made me think <laughs> of a great line from the one of the best movies. I movie. We should say film because that's what it is. It's mm. a it's a film. It's a brilliant piece of cinematography if you will. The Three Amigos where he says, "I have trimmed the hedges." Of many small villages. <laughs> oh, quality I quote. I love that movie, man. Oh my goodness, I love that movie. Great quote. Great yeah. quote. All right, now everybody, get out there and cut your grass. Yeah, get out there and get her done. Hey, do, for your neighbors, for your wife, for the people that have to look at your yard, keep it clean, keep it trim. That's right. We are the Big Kids Show, and that was our top three yard mowing yard work albums. You guys take care and stay tuned. We're out of here. <laughs>